Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, March 9th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Broadway star's James Marino. James, we are here together again for what is now officially our seven-year anniversary of Today on Broadway. It is absolutely unfathomable that we have been doing this thing for seven years. It is crazy that one we've decided to keep doing it or that anybody listens and yet i still get <laughs> messages i mean i'm assuming people listen because i get messages yeah. from people all the time uh talking about them listening and and everything so we are incredibly grateful to everybody who has supported us on this journey over the past seven years our first episode was released march 9th 2016 and we do this every year james we go back and i, I always look at the stories the very first story we talked about was the postponement which means cancellation of the Broadway run of nerds. nerds. Yep. So there's that. But I went through and I looked back at the other stories from the previous March 9th shows. The uh, 2017 show we led with the fact that Brian Darcy James would be making his Hamilton Broadway debut, having originated the role as King George at the public and then leaving to go do something rotten. The second story, though, was the fact that Bill Condon was planning to bring a musical version of A Star is Born to Broadway. Still waiting on that one. Yeah. I feel like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga might have uh, ruined that one for him. Um, then in 2018, we talked about an update of Ruthie Ann Miles' health status uh, after she was in that horrible, horrible accident. Um, and then in 2019 was a weekend, so we didn't do it today on Broadway. 2020, um, we talked about uh, a whole bunch of, of stuff, including the sad passing of Mark Crowley, uh, who had died uh, that weekend. Then in 2021, this is uh, after the pandemic had started, obviously. 2021, um, another musical that we have not seen anything about since then. The Queen's Gambit musical was in development. It's only been two years, so maybe maybe that's a thing that is still happening, but... Not holding my breath. And then last year, the top story was the fact that the Griswold's Broadway vacation set two out-of-town tryouts. It actually only ended up doing one of those tryouts. And as people heard in my conversation with Jen Cody a couple weeks ago, she doesn't know when the next version of that show will be. They are still waiting to figure out when and if that show will have another out-of-town tryout or if it will come to New York. Uh, she did mention, of course, that the producer, Ken Davenport, had been busy with A Beautiful Noise. So who knows? But some really interesting stuff happening on March 9th over our seven-year history here, James. So uh, what, what what are some great seven markers? Breaking a mirror? You know, seven years of... Uh... Yeah. yeah, seven years of bad luck. So you're saying, effectively, someone broke a mirror. One of us broke a mirror in 2017, yeah. and our payment, our punishment has been doing this show. Is that what you're saying, James? Well, isn't that whole phantom thing? You know, they break the mirror for Christine to go through the mirror to the lair and phantom. And Sure. Yeah, I've seen I've seen phantom. I remember those details 100 percent crystal clear <laughs> or not. Anyway, if you want us to be doing this for seven more years and honestly, who could think of anything better? Break another. Should, 
you break another break another mirror and then head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon all right james let's get into the news today and let's start with something that is not exactly fun news but it is something that i think will be very cathartic for a lot of broadway professionals and broadway fans yesterday was announced that a celebration of the life of famed choreographer and performer ann reinking will take place on march 20th at 1 30 p.m at the ambassador theater on broadway uh it has been now a year and a half since she passed away almost uh in in early december so you know 16 months or whatever um it was organized by of course her chicago co-star bb newworth caitlin carter and Anne's husband peter talbert the memorial is open to the public and people who are uh expected to participate and pay tribute include the billy flynn and the broadway revival of chicago uh james naughton dillis crowman Rob Fisher, of course, B.B. Newworth and Ben Vereen. So that will be something that I'm sure many, many people will be excited to be a part of coming up uh, on not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So if you want to be in the audience, I would suggest getting there early because I imagine there will be tons of folks who want to be in the Ambassador Theater for that event. All right, let's do some real quick Broadway show and casting news. With this is episode is coming out on as we said Thursday March 9th tonight a Dolls House on Broadway starring Jessica Chastain will officially open but on Wednesday they announced that even before the opening they will be extending by one whole week I have a feeling there's probably room in there for some more extensions but <laughs> the limited engagement will now play through Saturday June 10th this is I think when we talked about this when it was first announced like it was only supposed to run through, I believe, June 4th, which was the Sunday. But that's before the Tonys. And I kind of feel like you want a show starring Jessica Chastain to have the opportunity to keep selling tickets based off of the Tonys. Because no matter what the reviews are like tonight, you know she's going to be front and center at the Tonys as the big, huge movie star that she is. So uh, I would not be surprised if this continues uh, to pick up steam at the box office, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, that this continues to extend perhaps even into July. The other Broadway news that we got yesterday was that the upcoming Broadway production of Peter Pan Goes Wrong has announced its full cast. This production will begin performances on March 17th ahead of an opening night on April 19th at the Ethel Barrymore Theater. The newly announced cast members include Matthew Cavendish, Bianca Horn, Harry Kershaw, um, Bartley Booz. Uh, he's actually just going to be doing the show through April 9th, so less than a month. Um, and then Jonathan Sayer, who had been previously announced, he will actually join the show for the last week of previews and then open the show, um, which is always kind of interesting. Um, also in the cast will be Ryan Vincent Anderson, Stephen James Anthony, Fred Gray, and Brennan Stacker. Um, we have the complete list in the cast, including some of the folks who had already previously been announced in the show notes if you want to check that out. James, are you a big, sorry, yeah. go ahead. I would say, are you a big, uh, the play that goes wrong guy? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I saw it on Broadway uh, and uh, laughed very hard. Yeah, that's fair. Very fair. What yeah. were you going to say before I interrupted you? Well, with her whole, you know, changing out roles and things like that before opening night, I thought that Leia Salonga was going to fit in here somewhere. <laughs> very funny that's a very like i think it makes sense like when we first got the word like lay long is going to be because we we'd actually texted about it before the yeah, full yeah. press release was out yeah. and i was like what 
she's doing it like that seems very odd to know that it's a smaller supporting role has one like big song and then is going to rotate through other uh other folks that makes more sense but look anytime you can get Leia Salonga in a Broadway show I think that is something that you absolutely must do you know the the producers of a doll's house knew that it was going to extend you know why <laughs> why uh because they were like hey, hey Jessica can uh uh can we do a doll's house for another week? And she was like, uh, yes, my name is Jessica. And I'm just no. a girl that can't say no. No, please. No. no, this is, this is, this is something now that you don't we do the show every up, day. Catch up yeah. on dad jokes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do we have to though? That's really the question. Do well, we have you want to? Madge to come back? You want Madge? Madge uh, oh, no, I, I remember Madge. <laughs> we don't need to remember Madge, but um, <laughs> okay. all right, let's, let's go into one of the, Longest ongoing traditions here of today on Broadway, talking about Broadway growth is last week, Broadway picked up one extra show is now playing at 24 houses being occupied. However, grosses on the whole actually dropped 3% to come in at $25,163,054. Despite that, uh, the overall attendance inched up just under 100 people, 202,944 butts in seats last week. I think the story of the grosses is Sweeney Todd, which had a complete 100% capacity at the Lantfontein Theater. It crossed the $1.5 million mark, came in at $1,526,254, but that was just for six performances. And I did this math a minute ago, James, but I don't trust my math, so I'm going to do it again here live to make sure that I do it correct, um, divided by six times eight. So if that had had a full eight performances, that rate would have put it at 2.04 million. So that's that's pretty darn good um, for any Broadway show, especially one still in previews. Of course, when we have someone like Josh Groban, we knew based off his success in uh, Great Comet that he was going to be able to draw folks very, very well. Um, but that is still one uh, to keep an eye on as we move into the season. Funny Girl was the next biggest jump, uh, especially of all the shows that had, have already been opened. But as we talked about last week, both Ramin Karamloo and Leah Michelle, and it for part of the week, Tova Feldshu had been out. So this picked up $873,665 to come in back towards the top of the grosses. But of course, sitting on top of the world, is the man breaking mirrors, the Phantom of the Opera, which still continues to break records and lead everybody with $2,542,427. It came in at 100.81% capacity. Then it was followed by Funny Girl at 1.8 million, The Lion King at 1.69 million, uh, then Hamilton at 1.63, and then Sweeney Todd coming in in the top five despite only having seven performances. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order are MJ, Wicked, Moulin Rouge, Cursed Child, and And Juliet. Um, Aladdin, interestingly, interestingly, dropped $416,000 from the previous week. I'm not sure what that was. They've played uh, eight shows, but that seems like a rather large amount of money um to be dropping lion king also dropped two hundred forty six thousand dollars. so i'm not sure if there was some sort of early spring like holiday that people would have been in town it's for really strange because they have a new treasurer over there at aladdin his name is uh Darth Drabinsky. <laughs> darth grabinski yeah is that what it is darth yeah. grabinski uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, another show that I wanted to mention, Parade, is now playing seven preview performances. It had um, only been previously, the previous week, it had only done four. But this week, it came in at 914510 bucks in seven performances, obviously extrapolated over eight. That would put it in the $1 million club. But if we go down to the other end of the scale, Bob Fosse's Dancing is bringing up the rear. Of course, though, it is still in previews. It only did four shows during its first week of previews coming at 331,756 bucks. Pictures from Home was next on the list at 334,000. Kimberly Akimbo, I keep waiting for this show to kind of pick yeah. up some momentum. I think if it's going to, it will have to kind of follow the Gentleman's Guide trajectory and do that after nominations are announced. I assume this will do very well in nominations, especially because I think there's a lot of folks in the cast that have an opportunity to get nominated. So a lot of shows will kind of split the production and the writing and the, and the creative stuff. But when you really pick up a ton of nominations is when you can get multiple actors in multiple categories nominated. So I think this could have, you know, four, maybe five uh, at most uh, performers nominated, which would certainly help rack it up, but we will see what happens there. Rounding out the bottom five is Leopoldstadt and bad Cinderella, which only did seven performances during its uh its week of previews you know um what's been very interesting to me is talking to a lot of folks who uh who may not have been excited about josh groban and sweeney who are just like wow how could you not be excited about josh i know sweeney like i've heard that like i know people are like Mm, can he do it can he do it yeah he's like one of the greatest voices in the world he's a like a natural baritone um i i understand that like maybe the acting is where you might get a little bit uh concerned with that but as i've i've said this all the time and i know people will argue with me about this because they have for years give me a great singer in a well-written musical and i know steven sondheim will probably disagree with me but I will take that over a great actor who's a moderate singer because the music, if it's well-written, and obviously Sweeney Todd and anything Stephen Sondheim is, the music will allow them to create some of that emotion because of the dynamics in the music that they are singing and in the lyrics. So uh, even if Josh Groban is not, you know, Norbert Leo Butts level acting-wise or or even George Hearn or, you know, anybody else – He's such a great singer and the music is so good. That's going to carry him a long way. I think he's a very fine actor. Um, and I think he probably brings a lot of heft to it vocally and, and even probably some humor because I think he's a very funny guy. Um, but I just can't imagine why you would look at that and say, eh, I don't think Josh Groban's going to do a good job with this. Especially, I think anybody playing opposite Annalie Ashford probably is in for one hell of a ride just because of how dynamic she has to be in this role as well. Yeah, I you know I I think that Sweeney's going to do really really well. The word of mouth just in just the six performances uh, is very very good. And then you start to think who can replace Groban? And I mean, the obvious who answer knows? is I don't I don't know who Hasselhoff. <laughs> if you're going for if you're going for the German. Uh, Germans love David Hasselhoff. Germans yeah. do, do you love David Hasselhoff? I R or R I P to uh, Norm Macdonald on that one. Um, speaking of people who do very well in Stephen Sondheim musicals, moving on to some show and casting news. Matt Doyle, Tony winner for Company, announced on his Instagram story on Tuesday night 
that he will be leaving Little Shop of Horrors coming up this summer. He'd originally been scheduled to leave the show on April 30th, which is when Maude Apatow just extended her run through. But Doyle will now be set to leave on July 16th. According to his Instagram story, he is departing the production for a new project, but we don't know what that is right now. I have zero insight into what that is, although I know he has regularly talked about wanting to do that Huey Lewis show again um i can't think of what it hard uh, soul? What that was no hard, hard rock and roll hard oh, rock and roll um he loved that show and uh, i i had heard that there was it was still kicking around so uh so maybe that will be something that he does next but either way it is no surprise to me that matt doyle is in demand and continuing to be booked and blessed in other news moving across the pond it was announced that Tony winner A Strange Loop will have its London premiere this summer at the famed Barbican Theater. It'll run from June 17th through September 9th. It is a limited 12-week run. Casting has yet to be announced, but the show's Broadway creative team will join the run and uh, and restage it over in London. Back in uh, back stateside, although you do have to cross the Atlantic to get there, the <laughs> hit off-Broadway show Titanic has extended yet again. The show is currently going to play the Daryl Roth Theater through September 10th. And in celebration, the current cast performs the show's closing number. My heart will go on in a new video that is available. Of course, we will have in the show notes. I, James, have you seen Titanic? Did you have a chance? I know your theater going uh, has been a little bit uh, less frequent than it had been in the past, but did you get a chance to see Titanic yet? I did not. I was scheduled to see it, and for some reason, I, I think that they canceled. Yeah, they did uh, have to I do never, some, and some I COVID never reschedule. Yeah, and yeah. I did never did reschedule it, but I saw this extension come up, and I was like, I'm going to have to do it because just the word of mouth on this is so much fun. So yeah, absolutely. It's so good. And it's one of those shows that I really think could just run forever. It is something that is infinitely yeah, <laughs> your heart and Titanic will go on forever. But it's a show that could like it. It's something you can see multiple times and still enjoy the hell out of it. Um, I, I really think this is one that I hope has an opportunity to run for a very long time. All right, moving down to Washington, D.C., Arena Stage announced its subscription season for the 2023-2024 Broadway campaign or 2023-2024 campaign. Um, The reason that I want to talk about this is because there's one show that I think is still aiming for Broadway, but the season will kick off on July 18th and run through August 27th. And that is Cambodian Rock Band, which I saw at Signature Theater a couple seasons ago. The Lauren Yee Show featuring Mm -hmm. songs by Dengue Fever. Really enjoyed it at Signature. Recommend that. Then perfectly timed uh in what would kind of fill the slot for um election season coming up from october 13th through november 12th will be potus or behind every great dumbass are seven women trying to keep mm-hmm. him alive super looking forward to that this one will be directed by margot bordelon then the show that i think is still kind of working its way to broadway will be running november 25th through december 30th and that is the avit brothers musical swept away we had previously seen this um back in oh somewhere in california i can't remember if it was la jolla or 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 where i think it was la jolla um it's directed by michael mayer and has a book by john logan and it kind of features this story of of a, an 1884 shipwreck and the four men who survive and how they struggle to stay alive. Um, had a great cast, uh, John Gallagher Jr., Stark Sands, when it had its uh, out-of-town tryout back in California. So 
I think that people enjoyed it out there. It still needed some work. So I'm imagining that you're coming a little bit closer to New York, maybe aiming to come to Broadway in spring 2024 if this goes well in D.C., but definitely we'll keep an eye on that one. Flipping the calendar into 2024 from February 16th to March 20, uh, March 17th will be Kia Corthran's play Tempestuous Elements. And then actually, ironically, a show that we talked about on our March 9th, 2020 episode is the Michael Friedman, Daniel Goldstein show Unknown Soldier directed by Chip uh, Trip Coleman. Um, that was having its opening that week. When we did the show on March 9th, I had seen the very first preview in my last trip pre-pandemic. Obviously, it had a very abbreviated run uh, because of COVID, but glad this having an opportunity to play D.C. as well. The final show in the season running June 6th through the July 24th is The Migration Reflections on Jacob Lawrence, which is a dance show by Step Africa. All right, let's round out the show with um, a feel-good recommendation. And there is probably few things in the world of musical theater that make people feel better than hearing Donna Murphy sing. We got a very short clip of her rehearsing the song I Don't Want to Know from Dear World, which she will obviously be singing in the upcoming New York City Center Encores production that'll be running March 15th through the 19th. Joining her in that cast, as we talked about before, just a heavy-hitting murderer's row of talent. In addition to Donna Murphy, you've got Brooke Ashmanskis, Andrea Burns, Christopher Fitzgerald, Anne Harada, and others. Absolutely a dynamite ensemble there. So Why don't they the get anybody notes. who can do comedy? None of them. I, <laughs> I know. Seriously. Those folks are like <laughs> at, like the, the best at, at musical theater comedy, and I think it's just a tremendous team. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing the reviews of that and hopefully seeing some more performances from it as well. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for this anniversary episode of Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. James, social media, you still doing it? I, I was going to say about the, the, the feel-good recommendation that, uh, and I forgot, was that uh, <laughs> those clips are getting shorter and shorter. You know, know. And, and that's I think that's TikTok because everybody, you know, we used to get a good one or two minute uh, videos and now they're down to like 15 seconds. And yeah. that sits probe that was the other day was uh, uh, I guess it was a sits probe of Sweeney. It was too short. It's too short. Yeah. Uh, bro Broadway shows and off Broadway shows, please lengthen your videos. It, yeah. You can post them on YouTube and TikTok, but you can make the short one for there. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And uh, who's coming back for tomorrow to close the week? Uh, me and Ashley. And Matt and Ashley will be back. The Mashley Show. Mashley. Mashley. <laughs>